Our Father, we thank you for the blessings that you've given to us, and we thank you that you held off the rain so that the people working on the beds, this, building the bed parts this morning, could work in, in outside in, and have it dry. We thank you that the rain that is coming is coming gently without severe winds, and ask that you'll continue to protect our camp meeting. Home. Especially send your Holy Spirit to be with us today because we don't want them to hear what I have to say, but, but what you have to say. So send your Holy Spirit here. We ask this in thy name. Amen. So, we're here to talk about worships. At the heart of every Christian is a relationship, hopefully, with Jesus Christ. I'm going to try and make some adjustments here um, and square that up a little bit. Okay. So... When you have a relationship with somebody, it, it usually gets expressed some way uh, or form. Yep, that, that's the one we're on now. Yep, I express part of my part of my expression for my re, my relationship with my wife is just spending time with her, talking with her, um, and you know, right now this week we're staying in the boys' dorm and we go to a meeting or something. It's nice just to be able to walk along and hold hands. One of, but when we have a relationship with Jesus, how do we express that? Well, sometimes we do it in a group of people uh, that think about him in a similar way. Uh, it's often called worship because it centers around a person's need to be alive and dynamic. So we have a cartoon here of a guy surrounded by large speakers. Looks like he's at a keyboard and got a huge mixing console and somebody behind him with a set of drums and says, as we worship the Lord this morning, remember the subtitles are available on the screen for the hearing impaired and earplugs are available for those who don't wish to be. Hopefully that's not quite the way your worship is. When I spotted this several years ago, I was on the Book of Faces and I spotted this picture and I like it. It says, worship gets you through the hardest times in your life. Because it shifts your focus from the problem to the problem solver. I'm going to talk a little bit about attitudes. You know, we our kids need to learn facts and skills and that kind of stuff. But along the line, they also need to develop some healthy attitudes. And one of the things I've observed through the years, it seems like attitudes are often caught more than taught. If you find, uh, I remember... I never had much interest in Bible prophecy until I was attending this one evangelistic series, and the guy had quit being a, he left his dental practice because he was so excited about prophecy, he wanted to talk about it all the time. <laughs> and, and, and as a traveling evangelist, he got to do that. And he was just excited about it. And, I, and through his excitement, I got excited about it. So... Developing positive attitudes. We can't force somebody to learn something if they don't want to. Um, but you maybe can get a few facts and figures in them. But if they don't have the right attitudes, well, we might have a problem. Often vocational choices are dependent on attitudes. And the application of ideas in large measure depends on positive attitudes. They will reflect favorably on a teacher and a club as a whole. So how do we help individuals develop positive attitudes toward worship? We want to provide pleasant experiences. 
How many of you enjoy pain? Anybody here? Nobody seems to enjoy pain. Why is that? We know better. Yeah. You need a hand up. You bet. Thanks for coming. We want to provide a pleasant experience. We want our worship experiences to be a pleasant one. Here we have somebody asking, how can I worship when our church is not up-to-date technologically? We don't even have digital uh, video jumbo projection. <coughs> is that necessary for worship? Not all. No, not. You know, we can worship without that. Can it be helpful? Is it needed all the time, everywhere? Hard to do on campouts. Uh, that's true. Although I will have to say one time my, uh, I had the Lansing Capitals out on a uh, weekend. We were working on camping skills. And we were in a, in a state park in the primitive area. And we had reserved the ability to stay there. And, and we get there and we find out, well, we're not the only ones in the primitive area. There's a whole bunch of other stuff there. Come to find out the Boy Scouts were going to be there too. So I made sure that that when our tents were set up, that our tents were all nicely in very straight rows and, and that we had the best-looking campsite. And uh, they actually brought a generator and a video projector and a laptop, and they tied a bed sheet between a couple trees, or, or maybe they had a couple stands. I don't remember. It's been a long time, but... They actually did bring that with, along with them for, for the evening. So conceivably, you could have that some of this stuff on a camp up, but that only works at night. So we want to nourish create curiosity in all aspects of worship and provide opportunities to discover new ideas. And we want to ask some open-ended questions and give them some problems to think about and to explore. We want to build confidence in and loyalty to God uh, to be a person people can accept and want to associate with. We want our worship time to be pleasant and present materials in a way that can be understood and not always do the same thing every time. Here we have an illustration of, of, of the, some of the different senses that we need to appeal to. We want to respect our worship time. Yes, we've got a whole bunch of other stuff that we need to do, but let's leave enough time that we can have fun with worship. And we, we don't want to be uh, punishing or humiliating anyone in a worship setting just because somebody gets a few wiggles. So it can give us a chance to be creative when, when we need to do these, to, to do a worship. And give us a way to, to strengthen and deepen relationships. So here we have an illustration of a lot of different cliches. Bob didn't realize you push the envelope. Now, it's a little hard to see that this is an envelope. Bob's pushing the envelope. They raised the bar, and he's outside of the box. Uh, he's just out of the frank huh, loop. It's a bit, when we're doing worship, let's try and leave a lot of this kind of, uh, these cliches aside. Sometimes in Adventist circles, we, we get too hung up on our own Adventist terms that 
don't need to be in worship for pathfinders or adventurers. So, if we just give them facts and rules, then they, we can't expect a lot of creative thinking. Now, if teachers think there's only one solution to a problem or on, only one way to describe it, you can't expect a lot of creativity. Now, some of you may who were here earlier may recall that before I went to teach, uh, started up a junior class, I went to visit one and uh, in a neighboring city, and I found it fascinating uh, in the uh, lesson study time, there was uh, a little physical problem, puzzle that for the kids to solve. And the, uh, the idea was for them to learn to think creatively. And a couple of, so the teacher explained the objective of this puzzle. And there were kids who solved it according to his definition. But it wasn't the way he did it. So he had to show up the right way. And this is the time he's supposed to be encouraging creativity. And I just kind of kept my mouth shut. But uh, that's the kind of thing we, we want to remember. Give our kids a, a chance to figure stuff out for themselves. And some of them are going to find totally different ways than, than we would do it. And we need to reward them when they do that. And sometimes the reward is just a smile or saying, well done. They're often looking for concepts or reflective thinking, problem solving, and they like to experiment with new experiences and stuff. Um, here we have a nice reflection, um, you know, to go along with the idea of the reflective thinking. So we want them to be feel free to ask questions and propose new ideas with their classmates. And we, so why do they need to know this and so on and so forth? In the, in the cartoon it says, algebra class will be important to you later in life because there's going to be a test six weeks from now. I remember when Chad Bernard was teaching at uh, the Lansing Church School and seeing a, a sign up that said, that test in the, in is closer than how did he how was that put something about the upcoming test is closer than you think it is. Sometimes you know we need to have all kinds of materials and illustrations available to us as needed to enhance kids' understanding and sometimes to enhance ours. Now here we have an illust it's nice what. Did I, I think I told you about the, when I was in the academy and Forrest stood up uh, in Sabbath school and said, we all need to get real excited about investment. And guess what? Nobody got too excited about investment. But uh, something like this illustration shows some people seem to be just born bored. But let's try and look for ways that we can spark their spark an interest worship can happen many places and occasions within a club program usually it happens at the beginning uh, and we can't always do something new dramatic and exciting every week um, but sometimes 
it's nice to really do something different. So, if you're going to look, if you're going to tell a story, let's be imaginative. Well, what are the details in the story? Uh, what kind of different angles can we look at it and invite opportunities for participation? So, what what story might we be talking about here? Maybe Joseph. Okay. So, what do we know about this? What? Okay, there. yes, there was one. We, we did deal you know, Oshkosh a while ago. There was one with Joseph. Let, if we're going to just, let's just say we're just going to throw up this picture and we want kids to imagine themselves being there. What are some of the th differences there from here today? The dress. Okay, they, they dress different. Okay. What else? A lot of sand. Okay. What else? Hot. Okay. Transportation's different. How'd they get around back then? Camels? Horses? Chariots? That kind of stuff? We, what? Boats on waterways. So... Egypt isn't known for lots of waterways, but what they are known for one, the Nile. Okay? But think about what it would have been like working in, the, uh, in this situation. Now, something that you could do if you're wanting to, uh, if, if you've got some prep time, is have some sort of a skit, have people show up in, skit, in uh, sandals, whether if it's weather appropriate, probably don't want to do that in, in January if you're doing an outside worship. But you know, just try and look for ways to get, give the kids a better feel for what was going on. So look for a way when it's over, but by the time you're done, to have applied it to the present because they're dealing with things today they aren't living back then. And our worship should have something to say for today. There's a number of texts. I think these are all listed in your handouts. Am I correct? So, what do we know about... How would we do uh, a worship on Zacchaeus? Pick the shortest kid. Make him shimmy up a tree. Okay. Have a taller one walk under it and say, hey, come on down. we got to go to your house for lunch. Okay? Now, if you do that, will the kids remember it? Yeah. Yeah. It'll, a lot more. So... This some of this takes you know you, we can get into some really deep stuff. How deep do we want to go with our kids? As deep as we can, as deep as they can follow us, and is that going to vary? Probably from year to year because every year a club is different, and sometimes you might you'll might be really heavy on friends. So you got all. Young, really young ones, 
And sometimes you're going to be, aren't going to have any friends, companions, and explorers. You got all, all older kids. And, um, you know, it depends what you've got to work with. So you have to vary it. Just what we're doing here, what we're talking about here today is a lot of the same stuff that we talked about, uh, that Marcia and I both talked about yesterday. It's, it's all on the same, you know, we have to vary things according to how people learn. Uh, and just today we're, we're talking about worships. Now, having been a club director, I can tell you that sometimes it's good to have a backup plan. And as much as possible, it's good to, for the kids to be involved in, if not leading out in worships. And if they can learn to lead others through worship, that's wonderful. I went to do a club inspection uh, several years ago, and there was a TLT that was leading out, and she led everyone through an origami exercise as a part of worship. And she had a, a wonderful uh, story that went along with it. I'm, I'm bringing this book out, um, and you can see that this one is is an experienced book. It's rode around in my briefcase for years. This is a junior devotional, and I picked this particular one. You know, this is one of the ones that's got to worship for every day of the week, and all these are on a nature topic. And I kept this as my backup in case anything could go wrong. I could go to whatever day it was. Today is what? Of So if we had... If I needed to today, I would flip to June 24. And in this book on June 24, uh, the title is Without Wax. And uh, it, it's, you know, it, it's just a little short devotional. And you can have somebody read that. This this works, but I see it as a bare minimum. Um, it's not... Now, did you know that in, in a Pathfinder Club, it is permissible to sing songs in worship? You did? How did you know that? Because as a Pathfinder, you did it. But you know what? There's a lot of Pathfinder Clubs that never do. And some of them in their regular meetings don't sing anything other than the Pathfinder song. Now, is it good to sing the Pathfinder song? Yeah. yeah. The Lord gave it to Brother Bird. Um, but it is possible to have sing songs in a, as part of a worship. We focus on... We like to focus on um, scripture songs and seeing how many of those we can memorize. Okay, focusing on scripture songs. They can be a lot of fun. Some of them are more fun than others. Yeah. So here's, you can go to Advent Source. They have a lot of things 
um, that you can use for for creative worships. They've got games and all kinds of stuff available. So don't be afraid to... Advent Source has all kinds of wonderful resources. I don't care what you're doing in the church. They've probably got something for it. Here's some more things that they have. Uh, creative worships for children and or teenagers. Uh, they have interactive family worship ideas for kids. 100 creative activities for Sabbath. 100 creative worship ideas for busy families. Play and worship. Play along Bible stories. You know, there's all sorts of stuff that you can get to help you do your worship. Any questions? Okay. We're done with this one. Let's have a quick prayer. Our Father, we thank you for the blessings you've given us. Now we ask that you will help us as we go forward that we can do creative things in our worship so our kids will get to know and love you better. We ask this in my name. Amen.